0: Welcome to Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference. Conscious Talk is brought to you in part by Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics and their distributor, Essential Formulas. Improve your digestive health naturally with Dr. O'Hara's, now available on Amazon. And now I welcome your hosts for the day, Brenda Michaels and Rob Spears.
1: And good morning everyone and welcome to the show hey thanks for joining us here today on conscious talk radio that makes a difference and uh, we hope that you're all doing well today and wanted to just uh, give you a little information about conscious talk radio for those of you that might be listening for the very first time we are a five day a week show and we uh, talk about health and animals and the environment and relationships and (laughs) spirituality and all sorts of topics and we can talk about anything because we bring consciousness to those subjects
2: and really that's the point is that uh, we talk about consciousness because that's the basis of everything we do and where we come from so how we approach any subject uh It depends on the consciousness behind it. And, you know, also on a practical level, uh, you know, we want to uh, tell you a little bit about our site because not only do we have archives for at least two years, but there's free podcasting. The podcast goes up a couple of hours after the live show. And, uh, you know, obviously that's available to any device and how to sign up for that because it's free is right there on the site. But also um, every guest has a guest page. And if you want to find out about those guests, you can put their name in the search engine. It'll take you to their page. It'll connect you with their websites. There'll be a little bio there and also a play button for any of the shows they've been on.
1: And we have information on the products uh, from the sponsors that come on our show and folks These are all time-tested products. We wouldn't bring them forward if we didn't believe in their efficacy and that we use them ourselves. Uh, We also have a Facebook page that we post a lot of very interesting things, and we stream live into 152 countries. So, um, you know, we're getting out there that way as well, which is available Um, So, you know, we are one of these shows that are bringing upliftment and empowerment and hopefully inspiration and information into your life.
2: So check out ConsciousTalk.net, and if you are outside of our broadcast area, it's the best way to get the show, and we'll be right back.
0: Welcome to Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference. Well, coming up this hour on Conscious Talk. Well, the pain of the human condition is that we feel alone among billions on this planet. Why is that? How can we ever get to oneness if we don't heal this? Well, we'll talk to Teal Swan, author of The Anatomy of Loneliness, and she has some pretty good ideas on how we can find our way back to connection. And now I welcome your hosts for the day, Brenda Michaels and Rob Spears. And thank
1: you, Benny, and welcome folks to another hour of Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference. And we're making a difference again here today because we bring to you the very best people we know of. People that are making a positive difference in their lives and the lives of others. People that are learning, growing, they're waking up, coming on the show, teaching all of us. And on this show, we learn and grow together one listener at a time. And that listener is you.
2: Well, our special guest today is Teal Swan. Now, Teal is the author of The Anatomy of Loneliness: How to Find Your Way Back to Connection. And what's so interesting, Teal has a huge and dedicated fan base. She rose to fame through her YouTube Ask Teal series, which now has over 400,000 subscribers and 50 million views. And she also has over 250,000 followers on Facebook and over 56,000 on Instagram. So, you get the feeling that what she's talking about is something that's universal. And um, that always interests us here on Conscious Talk. And uh, she's a survivor of severe childhood, childhood abuse. And she uses her extrasensory gifts as well as her own harrowing life experience to inspire millions of people towards authenticity, freedom, and joy. We love when one person... An individual can make a difference, and we all can. But let's hear from Teal. Teal, welcome to Conscious Talk.
3: Thanks for having me. It's wonderful to be here.
1: Okay, so Teal, you wrote this book, The Anatomy of Loneliness, How to Find Your Way Back to Connection. And, And I found it was really interesting in the introduction. You write that there is an element of harmony in loneliness. Would you explain that?
3: I don't remember which part of the book that was.
1: It was right up <laughs> was front. Situation.
3: Um, I think that I was referring to oh my God, I can't remember. I don't actually remember. <laughs> Can you jog my memory? I don't remember what I said about the element of harmony. Like I feel like I said that and then I, like went on to this. No, the I get it.
1: I've written a book too and I understand what you mean. I think you were talking about, you know, that the harmony and the loneliness is that um you know, we all feel lonely from time to time, and there's a certain, you know, camaraderie and harmony in that. That we're, you know, there there isn't anybody that doesn't feel lonely from time to time, um, and and but I think in this book you went deeper than that because you you shared with us three pillars of separation. Uh, what yeah. are those pillars?
3: Oh, I think I was when I was talking about harmony, I was referring to the number three. Um, but yeah, um, oh, okay, so okay. these three pillars of loneliness, the first one you've got is the concept of separation, the second one is shame, and the third one is fear. You have to think about separation as the central pillar, and the other two are sort of leaning against it, sort of like a teepee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So separation is going to be fueled by both of these these either pillars, you know, the next two pillars. But separation is something that began way before we were born.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: It's something that began actually within the source or source consciousness and we could call that collective consciousness as well some people call it god when source had the idea i like even just the idea itself created a crack within the everythingness that was source consciousness because i is individuation i creates a definition so until that moment that that thought existed there was nothing for Source itself to be in relationship to. Mm -hmm. It didn't identify as there being anything that was not itself. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: So the way to sort of visualize this is like: Have you ever seen when an egg turns into a zygote? There's this process where it begins as one cell and then it breaks into two cells and then those break into four cells. Right. And that's actually what happened within the universe was this process of separating or fragmenting that occurred as a result of I. So it is the the concept of self which is the primary ingredient to loneliness mm. and, and this fragmentation what's more for people to know is that this fragmentation that took place in the greater universe we as fractals of the greater universe actually have this happening within us as well so if you think about each person as a mirror of the of the greater universe you can see how many different things in the universe there's that same mirror of those different things within a person mm. yes so inside me that same division process has occurred mm-hmm. and it's it's that uh, what i'm putting forth in the book is that, that internal fragmentation process that creates the bulk of our sensation of isolation mm-hmm.
2: yeah mm-hmm. and, and it, it it sounds like and i know that you discuss this in the book but you're you're edging on on what people have been talking about as oneness you know and they're always trying to explain this because how can how can there be oneness when we're separate and I feel separate, yada, the yada. Da. And I think you just explained that um, in a way that makes sense to us. Um, you know, are we, are we on it? Is that the whole expression of oneness that you talk about in your book?
3: What I'm talking about when I'm talking about oneness is collective energy. But the human mind is not designed to conceptualize of it. This is why I feel like people in general with the concept of oneness, unless you've had a direct experience with it, all of this conjecture is pretty difficult. But let's call it a play game. (laughs) I'm sort of playing it, trying to get the mind to comprehend something it's not designed to comprehend. Right. Because obviously our physical minds are created for an individual perspective that we call by our name. So teal is an individual perspective within the universe. And is it's designed to keep it that way. Mm-hmm. So when I say infinite, the mind can't figure that out. But we can get close by kind of creating a bridge to help the mind try to stretch that far. And my best analogy is that if you can imagine that, that literally there is nothing that is not part of this static. Just imagine static. But there's nothing that isn't the static.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And that static can become the chair or me or the floor or the dog or another person. And, and so ultimately, regardless of how that static is expressing itself, it's all the exact same static. And so what we need to do is to go back to our remembering of the static state instead of instead of the state where static is condensed, which is what I'm proposing is the physical dimensional perception.
1: And it, yeah, and you explained it very well. And I, I was kind of laughing to myself when you were talking about this because it's such an oxymoron. You know, we are one... We are all that static, and yet we are separate. And, and, yeah. Yeah, and that, for the mind to wrap itself around, is incredibly challenging.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah I guess that what a lot of people um, would ask Teal is that, why is it important for us to you know, take a look at this concept, or, mm-hmm. um, or, or are we wired that way? Is that part of the sort of the edge that we live on?
3: Besides personal suffering being the major result of this, this is our society's major issue. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually see loneliness as what is creating all crime on the planet, every addiction that you're looking at. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally everything that we are dealing with today is mm-hmm. a result of this sensation of separation.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So some people balk at that. They're like, how could all crime be caused <laughs> by loneliness? Right. It doesn't make sense, right? right? I can solve that in about a second for you. If mm-hmm. you're connected to somebody, you can't commit a crime against them without feeling it yourself. Yeah. Right. So for a crime against somebody, there has to be a perception of separation to begin with. Mm-hmm. So if we want to solve all these issues, whether it's war, whether it's crime, or whether it's, you know, whatever it is, bad relationships, the answer is the same. We've got to create a very, very deep level of connection. Mm-hmm. And when you create that deep level of connection, it's not possible for somebody else's best interest to be separate from your own best interest. They now become a part of your best interest. Right. And it's then that we start making the decisions that are actually going to benefit people to the degree that they're not going to turn on us. It's not going to be this thing anymore. where We tell the story that it's those people yeah. who we'll, <laughs> we'll there, and then we're we'll finally blowing them up. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah right, yeah, yeah. right, right. Well, right, right. well right. I, I think it's actually a good thing that we've been hearing more and more and reading more and more books on empathy. Um, yeah. uh, and it, they're looking at it as a phenomena that's like new yeah. <laughs> almost. And yeah. Mm-hmm. It, 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 you know, it, it's, so,
1: it's so fascinating, <laughs> too, when your heart is really open and you love, you love, you just love, you've, you've got this feeling, you can't harm another thing. Another person, an animal, nothing, because you feel this deep, deep connection with them. I call it love. You can call it whatever, but it is that deep connection. But I want to get into uh, uh, the other two pillars of um, that you write about in your book, and that is shame and fear. And And I want to make sure that we know that our listening audience knows how shame and fear enter the picture and actually feed the separation from what I read in your book actually contribute uh-huh. to that, and we're going to take a, yeah okay okay yeah. we're going to take a quick break here in just a moment, and then you can explain that on the other side of this segment. Um, really, what is fear and shame got to do with this loneliness and this separation? You're listening okay. to Conscious Talk. We're here with Teal Swan. Her book is The Anatomy of Loneliness: How to Find Your Way Back to Connection. We'll be back after these messages.
5: as I get older I want to protect my health the best I can and use only the best supplements that are available so score a touchdown for your health get Dr. O'Hara's probiotics today Dr. O'Hara's probiotics are available at natural health retailers and online don't accept a substitute
6: there are three factors that determine the rate at which your body will repair itself one is the amount of growth factors in your system Two is the amount and quality of complete proteins in your diet. And three is the health of your liver. After age 28, your ability to repair declines by 10% each passing decade. So by age 40, it has declined by 12%. By age 50, 22%. And by age 70, it has declined 42%. Advances in nutritional science enable you to overcome this rate of deterioration. Synergy One is a powerful product that activates your body's ability to repair. Within one month of usage, 96% of people report that they sleep better, have more energy, a better mood, need less food, and feel stronger. Many people have reported back, joint, and muscle pain going away. Women have reported hot flashes going away, and both genders have reported losses of body fat and a return of their sex drives. Call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit sgn80.com that's sgn80.com
5: breathe deep you're listening to Conscious Talk where love is in the air
0: it's a new year
5: and full of hope and enthusiasm for a new beginning
0: you're thinking about going back to the gym well the problem is every year it's the same thing exercise gets harder because your muscles get tired faster than you remember and then the next day you're so sore you can hardly move Power PH was clinically tested by competitive athletes who found both their performance and recovery greatly enhanced. If Power PH with Bio PH works for them, it will work for you too. Granted unique dietary ingredient status by the FDA, Bio PH is the most bioavailable alkalizing ingredient we know of. Testing showed that in just 5 days, Power PH reduced body acid 53% on average.
7: Go to vitaminlife.com and save up to 50% on supplements or call vitaminlife.com to order at
8: 866-998-8855. Don't let that herd mentality lead you off a cliff. We support thinking for yourself on Alternative Talk 1150.
2: And welcome back. You are listening to Conscious Talk and so glad to have you on board as usual I remind you, ConsciousTalk.net, that's the website. Every guest we interview has a page. And uh, you can get to that page by just putting their name in the search engine, the ConsciousTalk.net. And that way you're going to find out how to connect, how to click through to Amazon with their books, and uh, stay safe while you're driving because most of you are in your cars on your way to work, and uh, you're still a little sleepy. This is morning drive. I'm Rob Spears. And I'm
1: Brenda Michaels. And our very special guest today is Teal Swan. Love your name, Teal. Love that name, Teal Swan. Uh, Rolls off the tongue. Um, Her book is The Anatomy of Loneliness, How to Find Your Way Back to Connection. And you can learn more about Teal. Uh, Let me get the website. First of all, we have, um, well, what do you want to use for your website? I got a list of them here, Teal.
3: You get a list of websites? This should just be tealswan.com. I don't know what they gave you. Okay, oh, just tealswan.
1: Teal Swan. That's yeah. s w a n. dot com, folks. Tealswan dot com. Okay, before we went to break, I asked about the other two pillars of separation separation mean being the main pillar the other two lean against as you said and they are shame and fear how do those figure into separation and what you're talking about as far as loneliness goes
3: shame is actually the primary mechanism of fragmentation to begin with i'll explain really simply how this works let's say that in your childhood your mom turns against your anger meaning that she proof of it what we will feel is pushed away by that response
4: mm-hmm.
3: now we as human beings are completely 100 percent relationally dependent that's mm-hmm. the foundation of our being right it's the foundation of our nervous system mm-hmm. so what we need more than anything else actually is closeness it's a more important need for a physical human than even food and water so when we feel pushed away by our parent, we have to instantaneously try to create repair with them But we can't get rid of our anger if we feel angry. That's the reality of us. The only way that we can cope with this is by creating a split in our own consciousness. And this is how it happens. If mom turns against my fear, I perceive her pushing me away because of my anger. I will turn against my own anger and actually create an internal triangle whereby I try to connect with her by turning against a part of myself. Mm -hmm. So I'm basically pushing that away from myself. But I can't cut myself in half physically. Right so what happens when i turn against a part of myself like i turn against my anger is that i push that part of me away from myself and by doing so create an internal split in my own consciousness Mm
4: -hmm.
3: now what's really super important to understand about this is that i can't push something away from me without pushing myself away from it at the same time Mm -hmm. that also goes into the next pillar we're going to talk about
9: Mm -hmm.
3: but so obviously if i'm pushing something away i'm making Mm -hmm. myself alone in the same way that I can't hit something without my hand being hit, too. Right. So I'm creating this internal state of isolation. So you can sort of imagine if I push a part of myself away, there's a gap in between now. Now, what if I turn against not just my anger, but also certain thoughts I have, personality aspects, feelings? Now I've created gap after gap after gap after gap, and the more of those gaps there are between parts within ourselves because we've pushed them away, the more that we will feel of isolation and loneliness. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: So what we're feeling when we feel shame is just the emotional, the secondary emotion to the biological affective reaction that is shame.
4: Mm.
2: Makes sense. Yeah, and when you say it's a biological reaction, um, Mm -hmm. is this also why we often... We often talk about um, emotional blocks in the body and, and how they form and how anything, we, we like to say that they're somewhat magnetic. That's a good way of looking at them. That, so when a, something that happens to you that may not even be hugely significant, when anything else that is similar in feeling comes along, it kind of gloms on. I mean, it gets bigger and bigger. It's an automatic reaction. You come from that place. Is that how this operates with with what you've described as shame and the gaps? I mean, it's a, uh, it, it's almost stored there physiologically?
3: Well, what's hap- well it is, it's physiological in nature. Yeah, kind of the same way that if you poke a sea anemone, the, in- the sea anemone closes. So a biological right. affective reaction is the fight-or-flight mechanism.
4: Right. This mm-hmm. is
3: the Shame is actually the same.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: it's it's just the, the mechanism of pushing oneself away right but what what you're feeling with that snowballing effect that you're describing is that if we get into a circumstance where mom pushes my anger away I create a split now the next person that turns against my anger if it comes mm-hmm. up again creates a bigger split right so right. each successive experience that we have that causes us to have that reaction of shame causes us to create a bigger gap between these polarized now polarized aspects of ourselves hmm Right, And then,
1: okay, so then where does the fear enter the picture?
3: Okay, to love something. Love is actually the opposite vibration of fear. Hate is not the opposite vibration of um, love. Right. So to love something is to take something as part of yourself. It is the ultimate expression of oneness, if you want to know the honest truth. So the exact opposite of that is to fear. To fear is to push something away. It's quite simple. If I have... I dislike sharks. Like, all you got to do is close your eyes. Imagine something you dislike. Mm -hmm. You can instantly feel yourself either pulling away or pushing that thing away from yourself. Mm -hmm. That's fear. Mm -hmm. So I can't do that. Like I said before, with the internal fragmentation, this is external fragmentation. I can't push something away from myself without making myself isolated. And ultimately, if you look at the bigger picture... Because we all came from that static, anything in the external reality that I'm pushing away is actually a part of myself that I'm pushing away. Mm. <laughs> so it's yeah. like this extra added layer of fragmentation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But we we deal with with um, both shame and fear in the most I mean depressing way possible. With fear, we're taught to bulldoze our fear. We're we're taught to deny our fear. Right. We're, we're taught to d- disown the fear, and huh? so the way that we deal with fear actually creates further fragmentation. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure you guys have heard about the exposure techniques that people use. It's like the most common way to deal with with us, right.
4: Right. but it's
3: one of the one of the worst ways <laughs> to enhance a state of fragmentation.
4: Mm.
3: It's you so know. the way we need to be dealing with fear. To so the opposite is to be basically taking the part of us that's afraid, because it is actually a part the part of us that's afraid has to be brought in almost like a terrified child. Mm-hmm. So we're bringing it closer. We're letting it express to us what its, its needs are. The why that it's afraid and coming to the understanding to such a degree that we can now make it feel safer. But that's the opposite of what most people do. Right. And Which... the same, I mean, we, <laughs> it's really sad to me because the way to deal with shame is actually counter- counterintuitive. If you know that somebody is feeling shame because they feel bad about themselves, most people be like, oh, it's obvious what to do with shame. Just make someone feel good about themselves. Mm-hmm. But that actually enhances the split as well. So if I feel like I'm an angry person, for example, and you come in and you say, oh, you're not an angry person. Look at all this evidence that you're a loving person. You've actually enhanced plans. So the way that we need to actually be reversing shame is that we need to bring the part of ourselves that we feel the shame towards closer. So mm-hmm. I've got this, this exercise, this radical acceptance exercise, mm-hmm. where if you feel ashamed of your anger, for example, you have to really start to re-own the anger. You have to start to to see into the anger, feel into the anger come to understand the anger so as to meet whatever needs that emotional state of anger is trying to express and by meeting those needs i'm now acting in its best interest right i'm reestablishing a connection with that part i've pushed away from myself Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah
2: it's the same thing that we talk to um, a lot of our healing clients about when when you feel a quote physical pain somewhere in your body by moving instead of trying to run away from it, uh, numb numb it, it and do all those things. If you move your consciousness to it, um, you know, that's when the healing begins and and the pain goes away, and they're always surprised. So you're talking about a very similar um, process. Mm -hmm. Yes, a motion of consciousness, Mm -hmm. essentially. And
1: and, uh, uh, the trick that we've used with a lot of our clients um, that are very visual- is with those particular feelings like fear and shame. Um, mm-hmm. We can make them, uh, we can visualize them as our, uh, you're gonna, we're going to talk about twins here in a minute, but we, we can visualize them as those pieces of us that have split off and they're actually, uh, you can put a, your, your four-year-old to it or your six-year-old or your eight-year-old, whatever that is, to bring that to you, that child, that fragmented piece to you, for healing is does that make sense exactly yeah exactly what i'm describing yes And, and and that's really the only way to heal it but we've been taught quite the opposite like you said we've been taught to deny or run away or numb the fear certainly stuff the shame as far down as deep as we can get it because no one likes to feel shameful and and then we wonder why as a result, later on, the body starts to reflect these deep wounds that we continue. Yeah.
3: Pardon? Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. The body starts to reflect this internal fragmentation state, and we become, even parts of our body become fragmented. And one of the single biggest causes that I see in infertility cases is that you've got the uterus, which has got a, a split consciousness from the fallopian tubes, which has a split consciousness from the ovaries in a woman.
2: Wow. It, yeah, it's fascinating, and it's all-encompassing, and it's simple, and yet <laughs> we've it's created it so difficult mm-hmm. for us to actually see this mechanism and, and to work with it. It's, you know, culturally, uh, gee, you know, we're, we're still far away, but we're learning, and we are here with Teal Swan. We're talking about her book, The Anatomy of Loneliness, and we'll be back after these messages
0: or visit energeticmatrix.com. Unleash your natural self-healing abilities with the AIM program of Energetic Balancing.
9: Millions just like you suffer from urinary conditions like overactive bladder, urgency, frequency, and infection. You want to avoid antibiotics and go natural, but you just can't drink the amount of cranberry needed to move the problem on. Urinary Tract Rescue with BioPH is the perfect solution. This formula combines the concentrated phytochemicals of cranberry with Bio-PH, a highly alkalizing ingredient. Urinary Tract Rescue repels urinary infections in two ways. The concentrated phytochemicals in the cranberry help prevent bacteria from cleaning the tissue, while Bio-PH increases the bioavailability of cranberry and reduces the acid level in urine that irritates the tissue and allows for infection in the first place. Stop suffering. Rescue yourself with urinary tract rescue. You'll find urinary tract rescue at Vitamin Life in Redmond or online at vitaminlife.com. For more information, go to powersofph.com.
0: You're listening to Conscious Talk, the mother of all balms. Now, don't you feel better?
5: Hi, my name's John Kunkel. I'm 63 years of age. I watched several YouTube videos of Stephen Hewers and learned what supplements might help me with energy and weight loss. I've now been on the Andreas Black Cumin Seed Oil, Synergy One, and six other products from Synergistic Nutrition for several weeks now. I've lost 10 pounds. My joint pain has been reduced significantly. I have a lot of energy that I never had before. My cravings for sweets are gone and I'm rarely hungry. Even my cravings for foods like hamburgers and heavy carbohydrate meals are now gone is the only thing that's worked for me i was seriously considering bariatric surgery but that's out the window now thank you so much synergistic nutrition with synergistic nutrition
6: we help you take the guesswork out of supplementation and help you hit the bullseye of success i encourage you to get specific about your health needs because when you do your body will celebrate with energy and well-being call synergistic nutrition today at 888-988-3325 or visit oneworldway.com that's oneworld w-h-e-y.com
10: That's an oasisforyoursoul.com.
8: Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web.
1: And welcome back, folks. Thanks for joining us here today on Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference. like to draw your attention to our website, conscioustalk.net and particularly to our events section because we have a lot of things that are unfolding here in the Pacific Northwest and would love for you to know about it and give you the opportunity to participate if you wish. And also, join us on our Facebook page. I'm Brenda Michaels. And
2: I'm Rob Spears, and we're here with Teal Swan. We're talking about her book, The Anatomy of Loneliness, How to Find Your Way Back to Connection. You may want to also, and please do this, check out her website at tealswan.com.
1: So, Teal, um, I'd like to relate to the triangle that we were talking about, the three pillars of separation. Separation being the main pillar, then the two leaning on it are shame and fear. Did we create the eagle from this structure in order to defend ourselves?
3: We got to understand that the ego was created far before a physical human was created. Ego is nothing more than self concept, so the original ego is actually oneness. Isn't that ironic? That's ironic.
5: <laughs>
2: yeah, I know. Okay.
3: <laughs> and then okay, we. Okay. This is why. You ready? So every, everything in existence, right, adds up to what we're calling source or God. Right. But if we are even looking at it in terms of everything in existence, can. sort of coalesce or or converge into one Mm
4: -hmm.
3: that one suggests that there's definition so it suggests that there's a self there suggests that there's something else for it to be in relationship to and so it's still an ego it's the ultimate ego
4: Mm.
3: so ego began before a physical human began a physical human conceptualizing of itself as an it means it has a self and that's all the ego is it's self-concept And so moving around in the world, it's really important for us because we have a relationship with ourselves. It's important for us to have a, a self-concept that we associate as good because we feel like if we have a negative self-concept, it's going to lead to all kinds of pain down the road. That's what the process of visualization teaches us. Mm-hmm.
1: So, okay. that's the origin,
3: gr- you know, so that's sort of like my way of answering it, but the no, egos.
1: That, that's a great, that's great. So. Yeah. Let's move okay. from the ego to a concept that you wrote about called the, the inner twins. What is the and, inner twins? Or who okay, are so they?
3: When, when somebody, let's say that, that I do that thing where I described earlier, I, I split off from my anger. Right. Okay. These aspects that we split off from, they actually, depending on how much consciousness goes into them, a lot of them actually become a, an amalgamation of traits. And it's more like a persona. So it would almost be like my angry aspect, almost like its own self. Because I'm pushing it away from me mm-hmm. and I I'm no, I don't want it to be part of myself, mm-hmm. I'm seeing it as a different self. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. And, and
3: so we can look at these as if it's two different p- people. But in the book what I'm proposing is that we got to treat them like Siamese twins because obviously our physical body isn't split. So what's happening is that internally we've got these, these selves or these personas that are in essence conjoined because they operate through the same body mm-hmm. and it's like i re- feel like it's a really good way of describing you know what we have to do with them because obviously if you don't create a state of harmony between Siamese and these twins like what is that life going to look like and <laughs> you, you imagine two conjoined twins right now and one is yeah. like i hate you and the other one's like i want to <laughs> do this and the other one's like i want to do the opposite mm-hmm. right. but that's actually the state most of us are living in but internally mm-hmm. makes yeah. sense makes yeah, absolute uh, sense
2: uh, yeah and uh, again no wonder we're so confused. <laughs> yeah. Because what we do is we pick sides. You know, we don't we don't look at these as coexisting and having a need for that harmony. Um, but mm-hmm. we decide, okay, I'm gonna be this now. Um yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, so we call that identification. Right. Right. We identify whatever we want to identify with to the exclusion of the opposite traits. And, and so we got to end this basically yeah. <laughs> like well it's mm-hmm. making
2: us it, it Crazy. Leads to a well <laughs> but it leads to a transactional life yes. versus oh, yeah. a, actual life mm-hmm. and and you know uh, we see that reflected in our culture everywhere um it, it's so interesting because once again it it all has to do with our internal landscape <laughs> and what yeah, we yeah, put exactly. out there in the world.
1: Mm-hmm. It's it's completely with that um, internal landscape, and again, most people live outside of themselves, looking outside for the answers, outside for the direction and guidance instead of inside, so herein lies that problem, and then again, that creates a state of loneliness because you're always in compare you're comparing all the time and usually from my experience when I was pretty unaware I was uh, not adequate I was inadequate to most people so um, that you know I just threw that little tidbit in because it's just another form of separation or isolation if you will well we're here with Teal Swan the book is the anatomy of loneliness how to find your way back to connection We have a lot more to come from Teal. We're going to dive into sexuality and happiness when we come back. Stay tuned.
8: Do you know there is a silent killer living among us? High blood pressure. It affects nearly one in three Americans and is a primary risk factor for stroke and heart attack. The CDC estimates that almost 20% of those with high blood pressure don't even know they have it. Health. So, along with getting your blood pressure checked regularly, get Kyolic Formula 109 for blood pressure and cardiovascular support today. Available at Vitamin Shop, Whole Foods, Sprouts, GNC,
5: and fine health food stores everywhere. Conscious Talk, the real meal deal. America, we've got your back for immune health this season.
2: And welcome back. You're listening to Conscious Talk. And uh, today we're spending time with uh, Teal Swan. Now, uh, Teal has really written a wonderful book, and it's one that you're going to want to digest and read carefully and keep around and go back to it. It's called The Anatomy of Loneliness, How to Find Your Way Back to Connection. And I think what drew us to this book was the fact that It connects so many dots and things that we've talked about in different ways over the years. And uh, we just love the way that you kind of dissected the whole. Subject matter.
1: Yeah, really, really enjoyed your approach. You know, we do pick our books through kind of the energy of the book. So it was really your energy we were drawn to, and then everything in the book was, (laughs) you know, just kind of went along those lines. And 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 it was interesting as I'm reading along. Then you start talking about sexuality plays a role in the epidemic of loneliness. How so?
3: Mm -hmm. Well, most of us don't have sexual interactions with people that are intimate in any way
4: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: and let's let dissect what intimacy means intimacy is to feel into somebody right to see into them mm-hmm. to hear into them so as to understand them completely
4: mm-hmm.
3: now obviously when we're doing that our sexual experiences with somebody are going to look entirely different
4: yes
3: and i don't want people to think it always looks like it looks on a hallmark film but what it is is it's attunement
4: mm-hmm. and
3: we don't have attuned sexual relationships nowadays.
4: Mm-mm. most
3: of us are actually using sex as a transaction right. you know like most women that I know today they they're right. using sex as a way of getting um, appreciative notice from a man. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it's the the exchange for the self-esteem boost yes so none of it's about the pleasure of the sexual connection. none of it is anything to do with the emotional connection between the partners. They don't even know who each other is they don't even know what each other wants. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like watching two people mutually masturbate. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, the best it, way to put it. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's a, it, it, in its in its true form. It is the um, most intimate communication. But you're right. I mean, it's what we were talking about our transactional nature um, that we have created for ourselves, coming from. Actually, our false selves, or or better yet, our fragmented selves that you described mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I'm going to
3: also go so far out on the limb and say that most people think that in alignment sexuality looks a certain way.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: But actually, I think healing sexuality is more important than healed sexuality.
4: Mm-hmm. So Would when you... we're
3: healed, we're all the way in a state of self-actualization. But there's a lot of steps that have to take place for a person to get there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. sexuality is actually one of the greatest ways we try to create these emotional states. In fact, behind every single fetish is an emotional state that a person feels desperate to create but doesn't feel like they can create. So um, going further with that, let's yeah, say that you know some people don't like the idea of uh, domination and submission sexuality. Mm-hmm. But actually, if two partners are attuned to each other and it's actually in alignment for, for both of their experience, then that can actually be connected sexuality. But most people wouldn't see it that way because we're doing power play sexual interaction mm-hmm. in that right. case.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. In, in other words, it's so interesting how you word things because I, I loved how you did it in the book. But my understanding of that would be that when you're in an intimate, a true see-into-me, into-me relationship sexually, you're both in a very surrendered, submissive, receptive state. No. Okay, tell me why.
3: Let's say that I'm dealing with a woman, right, who has had way, way, way too much pressure. This could be the opposite, too. It could be a man, but in this case, it's a woman. Way too much responsibility. Way too much pressure on her shoulders. Never got to surrender in any way. For her to go into a super submissive, receptive state may be healthy for her, and that's what she actually needs. Now let's look to the contrary. Maybe there's a guy who was in a situation where his mom was always in control and because his mom was always in control this man never got to feel a sense of empowerment never got to be the one in charge never got to feel a sense of his own um, power or capacity to control anything it's actually an alignment for this guy to feel in control that's his next healing step and and as for his personal expansion that's where he has to go not into the surrendered state if you pair these two people together and they're both able to feel each other then one going into the dominating role and which is not a submissive role and is not a surrendered role is healthy and the other one going into that submissive role which is a surrender role is healthy and doing that together is great out of alignment sexuality in that case would be if you've got two of those same that i just described if one person it's not in alignment for them to be in a submissive state and they are, or if it's not in alignment for one person to be in a a domination position and they have to or they're forced to by their partner. Right. So sexuality is a much more dynamic thing than we're making it and in the spiritual field we tend to try to make it look like one thing. Right. That's because we have an idea about how how it should look if we're in the greatest potential for ourselves but most of that's just projection yeah and so i sh- take the societal idea of what it what somebody should be like if they're in their highest state and you don't even know that that's true you know
2: yeah right. yeah well, right. one well side- and i should have
1: <laughs> said when we're in alignment <laughs> yeah because yeah. i left that out and i should have said that if two partners are aligned that way then yes, that okay. yes yeah then but that's that the
2: instructional point yes and, and again that's why um your internal landscape you know mm-hmm. that's why knowing yourself and being conscious and, mm-hmm. and working on these things if you want to bring a uh, a relationship into your life that you're in alignment with you must align yourself first
3: mm-hmm. oh my gosh it is so like i cannot get too serious about this and this is actually regarding sexuality one of the biggest issues we have right mm-hmm. it's a big deal with both sexes but it's an even bigger deal with women that mm-hmm. it's basically this huge no around the concept and to know yourself sexually, and so you're entering into a relationship having no concept of what your personal pleasure looks like, no concept of what you desire, looks like. right? And it's just like a codependent nightmare, yeah. right? yes,
1: know? yes. And you can see why so many couples are unhappy, while there is no real true intimacy or fulfillment there, yeah, because this is yeah. pretty much the so state nobody of nobody telling them what else right. to do, right? Yeah. It... Right,
2: yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, and this all ties in, you know, we've had these discussions with uh, with other people about the projections, etc., and the control of, of various cultures, and in particular the religious cultures that... Oh. Don't want you I know it's such a huge in other thing, words don't but, get a well, but but if they want to maintain control they don't not they don't want you to be in an alignment because then that's you've right. got your direct line to connection and right. what do you need mm-hmm. them for right and and, Amen. That's, and and just getting that is is huge for an awful lot of people
3: yes I think people ask what's in it for the people who created these right uh, yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think they're asking that question. Though. Yeah, let's not, trace not, the money. what us trace the motive. Right.
4: Exactly. <laughs> yep.
3: Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. So we have a couple minutes left, and the last question we'd like to ask you is, um, what is the most important key to happiness in your in your eyes?
3: Important. The happiness is actually the quality of the relationships.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Because obviously, if you follow your joy, it's going to lead you in the direction of that. That's absolutely inevitable for human beings. But.
1: Yes. Increasing the quality of our relationships and starting with the self first, because I, I I, honestly don't believe I can have a quality, healthy, loving relationship unless I have it with myself first. And if I can have that's that. Right. Yeah, that's it. And, and if we could that's get, right. if
3: what? I don't agree. Oh, you don't oh. agree. Okay. No. No, and I think this puts a lot of excess pressure on us. Really? If, if you're going to say that, you don't believe in oneness. Interesting.
1: We we uh, Honestly, we don't have time to go into it, but I would love to be able to discuss that with you.
3: Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'll just put that thought forward. If you, you, you believe in oneness, in which case it doesn't matter whether you're loving something external or internal, it's still you. Or else you believe that you have to do something difficult and love yourself first before anything outside can love you.
1: Okay, I I think, all right, <laughs> uh, what I'm just going to say to that really quickly is that something outside can love you, but what about the quality of that love? You want me to answer that? Yeah. I, I don't know what you mean by that. What about the quality yeah, of that Yeah, I'm well, not sure. I guess
2: well, that either. Well, something
1: but... outside externally could love me if I didn't love myself. <laughs> But what about the quality of that love? I have no way of qualifying that love if I don't love myself. I don't even know if I can accept it.
3: But I feel like that's, the way, that's one of the primary ways that I'm trying to put forth that we need to do for each other. Like I can guarantee right. you if I had enough time around you, it wouldn't matter how much you dislike yourself. I could introduce a vibration to your frequency that would actually override your own frequency towards yourself. And I'm, I'm proposing that this is what we need to do within society to rehabilitate yes. each other. And, and because that's propagating aloneness. Gotcha. Is the idea that you have to do this by yourself. And such a, the, the, so much of the resistance I find in terms of people loving themselves is that when I say that, you got to do it yourself, it just creates more alumni. Gotcha.
1: gotcha. Now we
2: get it. Good okay. point.
3: Very good.
1: Thank you. Well, we're going to wrap this up. Thank you, Teal. You're an amazing person. We could have conversations for years with you. Um, <laughs> and thank you for writing such a great book uh, and really appreciate you getting this out to the world. And, folks, thank you. Have a beautiful day. We'll see you next time right here. Unconscious Talk.
0: For most of us, the New Year's resolution to lose those extra pounds turns to frustration when the weight bounces back no matter how many calories you cut What you need is PowerPH with BioPH, the most powerful alkalizing ingredient ever developed. The amazing effect of BioPH is that it buffers and removes the acid in your body that causes you to gain weight. Make your weight loss program work with clinically proven PowerPH. For more information and to order, go to powersofph.com. That's powersofph.com. Breathe deep, smile, and pay it forward. Conscious Talk Radio.